Well, Alina, I challenge you, my friend, okay. to a game of pros. Oh, well, Dave, I will take that challenge. And guess what? We've already done it. Now we just have to battle it out. This is episode three of Game of Pros, and we are joined by Mr. Chris Carter and Lady Cece. Hello. What's up, guys? Hello. The OG Midnight Scario crew. Here's a question. When you say pros, is that like P-R-O-S-E or P-R-O-S? S-E. Okay. All right. Yes. Game gotcha. of Pros, the other way, just sounds pretentious. It does. Nobody will listen to that. <laughs> I, I was just wanting to make sure. <laughs> and this week was, was so a bitch. hard. This was so difficult. Our buddy Gregson gave us the first challenge. So the fir- our first week, we were uh, well. She challenged me the first week with the task of writing a story about the basic oxygen plant explosion. Benjamin came on, and Benjamin listened to that first one, and he gave us a prompt. So that's what you two are tasked with today. Okay, is thinking of a topic. Now I'm thinking each of you should think of one topic, and then the winner of this will pick. Which one they want to do next week. Bang on. Okay. I can dig it. Last week, we did video games. Ooh, that's nice. What, what, was, what was the... Uh... You'd have gotta, to listen. I'll have to listen, listen to it. Okay, I'll listen. listen to it. This is actually a really good episode. Like, this is going to be awesome because... So what is this one? The first episode, I won. Okay. The second episode, Dave, Dave won. won. Okay. So this is a, a tiebreaker, the first tiebreaker. And Dave gave us, or uh, Gregson gave us... Chakras and human energies. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh. Right up my alley. Ooh, that's yes. Kind of like that whole spectrum. That's, that's a, a big spectrum. To us, yeah. we had a... Well, video games, we we were really we were right on there with the video yeah, games. Yeah, video games was, was really say, easy y'all were for probably me to like, Yeah. This, I landed on what I wanted to do two days ago. <laughs> I landed on what I wanted to do maybe four days ago. <laughs> All right, so you guys are going to judge, and I'll pick the topic, but how are we going to decide who goes first this week? I think we should do another coin toss. We have no money. Nope. I had like, and you know what this funny thing the is? Bottle is just the bottle top? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> bottle cap. Throw it up in the air. We have plenty of those. Yeah. All right. And uh, in true spirit of what we do here, we are very prepared. We do not have a coin, <laughs> but we have a bottle cap. So we're going to go a water bottle hollow cap. Hollow or not? <laughs> not even a beer cap. Yeah, hollow or not. Okay. <laughs> Call it. Call it in the air? Hello. Not. Oh. Oh. Well. Try again. Try it again. That was. We. We said the same thing. Call it before it's in the air. Okay. No. Not hollow. I'll just go. God damn it. Oh, it's not hollow. Oh wait, no, it is hollow. I lied. I'm sorry. I looked straight at it and said so. I get to decide who goes first, right? Yes. Ah, fuck. Do 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 do. Okay, fine. I'll just go. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. All right. I feel like I've got to finish that there. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry. Sada. Hey, I'm going to need you no, to lay down. No, keep going. Hey. That song will never end. <laughs> All right, everyone. So let me give a little like background of how I didn't really come up with this idea, but this was really fucking hard. I literally had no idea what I was going to do. I don't know anything about chakras, and I know very little about the human condition. <laughs> 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 Spoken like a true sociopath. This is a great preface. <laughs> so, I just thought about something I wanted to write, and then I gave it. I, I thought about the the chakras first, but then I was like, oh, "What what what a story I would like to write." So even if I'm not very good at like the topic, I can still like find like something to write about that I want to write about. So this is a spy story. But that's all the background I'm going to give. But it was really hard. 
Okay. <clears throat> Let me take a sip of water because this is a really long one. Also, I'm just going to want to reiterate that writing these are almost just as hard as reading them aloud. <laughs> I understand. I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and even though we've been doing this podcast for a while, this is a totally different, different there, thing. There's still entirely. always a bit of performance anxiety no matter what. Oh, yeah. All right, let's start with my story. I also don't title my stories. I would maybe just call this the Spockra the Spockra story. The Spockra. <laughs> I went to say spy and chakra, but we're gonna go with. Spockra. Hey, take it away, the Spockra story. I thought it was gonna be about Spock and chakra. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's a different story. Got a little Star write. Trek in there. <laughs> uh, all right. Some very strange fan fiction. <laughs> okay, everyone. Um, this is my story. We want to show you something. With these words, I knew I was in. I'd worked so hard, and I finally had the contract I'd always wanted, the mission I'd always dreamed of. My rigorous training, the five languages I learned, becoming a weapons expert, negotiator, the reason I became a spy was for an opportunity like this. Vivian put a delicate hand on top of the bust of a well-known mystery author, and the bookcase nearby swung slowly open. A small room was hidden behind it, looking almost like a museum, but housing things that I'd never seen before. Weapons and guns that looked incredibly otherworldly to me. She gave no explanation, and I didn't ask. As a spy, I knew sometimes it was better not to know details. She brought me to the end of the room, where a guard was stationed next to a huge, black, shiny chest. It was Jack. He avoided my gaze, but I could feel it on me when I looked away. Jack had been my former... training partner. There was a large red lock in the front of the chest, and Vivian opened it with a key that Jack handed her. Inside was lined in thick black velvet, and sitting in the middle was a ruby the size of an apple. It glittered brightly in the harsh overhead lights. This is the first of seven gems we need you to find, Vivian told me. They are the key to humanity's survival. I'm sure you noticed the weapons. They come from an alien race that intends to wipe us out and take over Earth to use its resources. We need the seven stones to finish a machine that will stop them. I'm sending you and Agent Orange to get the next gem. She gestured to Jack. We're sending you to the border. We have intel the Amber Gem is there. I nodded. You'll be debriefed in more detail by Orange on your way, but there's one more thing before you go. Vivian nodded to Jack, and he picked up the ruby with a gloved hand. We don't advise you touch it. It tends to make people feel... She trailed off. Uh, weird. Jack held the ruby up to me. Look in the center. I leaned forward and looked into its brilliant faucets. I saw angles of shining red and... Mountains? Deep in the center, I saw beautiful mountains. They looked just like the ones I used to visit with my father when we would go on camping trips. Cooking hobo pies and s'mores, hiking and fishing by the lake. We'd Everyone see something different, Vivian said, startling me out of my thoughts. And that's how you know it's real. I just wouldn't look too long. You'll lose some time. Jack put the re back in the chest, and I finally caught his eye. He hid a smile. You two leave tonight. Get your things in order and meet us at the helipad at 2300. I turned to leave. Oh, and Agent White. I looked back. Don't be late. That's where it started. If I had more time, I'd go into more detail, but I can hear them trying to get through my barricade already. I don't know how long this is going to hold up. On the way to the border, Jack explained what we'd be doing. We were going undercover as a wealthy northern married couple in the antique business, willing to pay top dollar for a very special chunk of amber. I changed into the traditional female outfit of the territory. A long black hood and veil obscured my face nicely. Our first stop actually was an antique shop. I let Jack do the talking, and after greasing a few palms, we got the name of an old man living at the edge of the jungle. We packed for a hike and a fight and headed out. 
We camped in the jungle that night. Jack put his sleeping bag close to mine. I remembered his touch and his lips on mine. It was hard to fall asleep. We found a hut early the next morning. It was ransacked and filled with bullet holes. It looked like a pretty one-sided assault. It was honestly overkill. We carefully walked inside and observed an old man filled with lead, his belongings and furnishings torn apart. I stepped gingerly over the large pool of blood that was under him. It was very fresh, and I could still smell the gunpowder in the air. Ah, not here, Jack said, coming out of the only other room in the hut. There was something dug up in there, looked like he kept it buried under his sleeping mat. I'm guessing it was our amber. If we move fast, we can probably catch up to the people who took it. We did catch up to a caravan of about eight people. Cartel of some kind, by the guns they had and the colors they wore. We took them out easily from the shadows of the trees. No one even knew what hit them. They had the amber in a wooden box in the back of the caravan. It looked a lot less impressive than the ruby, but when Jack held it up to his eyes and smiled, I knew that's what we were looking for. We slept together that night in the jungle, unable to contain ourselves. I'm glad this happened, but let's leave it at this. Let's not complicate things, I said the next morning as we were gathering our stuff together. He kissed my forehead. Yeah, I know. Vivian was thrilled when we got back. Men in black suits took the amber off us immediately. We gave her our report, and after we finished, she sent Jack away. We exchanged glances, and then he was gone. I just want you to go on the next mission alone, she said. I perked up. Finally. I loved going out alone, and this was my first real opportunity to prove that I worked better that way. We had a team go out and find the general location already, but we need you, your expertise, and your unassuming nature. There's a cave somewhere off the path of a very heavily traveled mountain pass. We need you to find the cave and find the yellow gem. And I did. What can I say? I tomb raided it out of there. Easy. It was behind a false wall after I figured out the ancient puzzle to open it. Big statues and all that. I saw the mountains in the faucets of the kiwi-sized yellow gem, tucked it away, and left. Stanton always hates that I tend to gloss over my accomplishments, but I am proud of myself. It's just that this part of the story isn't as important as what comes next. Stanton. He came next. Vivian was so happy with my performance getting the yellow stone that she sent me alone to find the emerald. She explained it would be more complicated this time. Someone already had the emerald, but they didn't know who they were, only where. The biggest city in the hemisphere. It was someone wealthy and influential. I'd have to infiltrate high society. I met Stanton a few weeks into my cover. He was my driver, as I went from party to charity event to fundraisers to auctions. I was immediately attracted to him. He adjusted the rearview mirror with his big hands, his big silver ring glinting in the sunlight. His green eyes would meet mine. He'd always ask about my day and my plans, making sure I was safe, which was kind of funny since he didn't know who I really was. The organization set me up in a high-rise and provided all of my legitimate paperwork, claiming I was an heiress to a significant fortune. After a month of no leads about the Emerald, I gave in to my baser instincts, and I slept with Stanton. It was nothing like I imagined. He was warm and comforting. He smelled like fresh air off a mountain. This went on for months as I tracked down leads. One morning, I woke up in a particularly bad mood, frustrated that the closest I got to real information was infiltrating a shitty rich people cult, worshipping the aliens threatening the world. (laughs) The cult was convinced the aliens were not all bad, just desperate. Stanton picked up on my bad mood and and held his hand out to me. I ran my own hand over his, feeling his big ring under my fingers. It was then I realized I loved him, and I had made a huge mistake. I fondled his ring, looking into his green eyes, thinking that maybe I saw love there too. Then I noticed his ring had a latch. Absent-mindedly flipped it open and looked down to see what he had in his locket. It was the emerald, sitting in his ring. I could see the mountains, and more importantly, I felt it. 
this whole time covered up right within my reach. He froze. I froze. We both let out an identical sigh. He snatched his hand and the emerald away. Agent White, I know you haven't been honest with me, but I really have not been honest with you. He suddenly came toward me and knelt before me, taking my hand into his. I need your help. We need your help. And I love you. That's real. And I'm trusting you. I just need you to trust me until I can explain everything. He took a deep breath. I'm an alien. Our world was just like yours, but generations of environmental abuse depleted our resources. We put everything into finding a way into another galaxy to save our people. And when we finally did, we found this world. I'll admit some of us do want to take this place over for ourselves, but most of us just want to coexist peacefully. We're all human and we have technology to share. Your government wants to use these gems to kill us all. The weapon they're building will wipe us out, and with all the gems together, their power will be close to limitless and could easily be used to control everyone. Not even my own people know that I have the Emerald Gem, and I'm not proud of how I acquired it. I thought about the caravan of people Jack and I killed and stayed quiet. Here, wait. He got up and walked over to his phone. I got this this morning. It was a video of Vivian torturing a man who looked a lot like Stanton. The man was crying and pleading for his life, saying over and over he just wanted to live in peace. Vivian asked where his brother was, and he never answered her. His face was swollen and bloody. That's my brother. They kidnapped him. He's the leader of our uh, tribe or party, I guess you'd call it. Those of us that want peace. I went quiet. What was I supposed to do? Turn my back on a government that molded me, that invested in me? But did I want to be a part of mass murder? Of wiping out literally a world of people just like ours? I was never told they looked like us, were essentially the same. It was a big deal Vivian chose to omit. I looked at Stanton and nodded. I'll help you, but so help me God, if I find out you're lying, I will kill you immediately. He smiled. I know you will. And we began to form a plan. That day, Vivian informed me that Jack and his team had found the teal gem. Three left. She asked me how my mission was going, and I told her I was close to finding the emerald. Stanton told me his party already had the sapphire and had it hidden. He explained that if my government found the amethyst, the last and most powerful gem, we would be in trouble. They could do a lot of damage with what they already had plus the amethyst. That would be our purpose, to keep the amethyst hidden forever. Stanton had been working on finding the amethyst gem for months. He was able to make contact with a black market merchant who had a map of where the last stone was, but the map was coded and it needed a rune to decipher. And the rune was hidden deep in an ancient city three continents away. What the fuck? He said, exasperated as we looked over the map. I can't believe I'm looking for shitty infinity stones. He mumbled <laughs> under his breath. Infinity stones? Is that what we're, Is that what they're called? I asked. He laughed loudly. I know. It's sort of a really old joke for my world. Eh, no one calls them that but me. Regardless, we can't let anyone get this rune, but I'm not sure exactly where it could be. We'll just have to go to this ancient city and go from there. And we went. What we were not expecting was my old boss Vivian and Jack to catch wind of our trail and my betrayal and follow us. We had just made it into the first chamber of the ruins when we heard voices and soon gunshots. We ran into the next room and took cover behind a fallen pillar. Stanton pulled out his gun and then pulled out the map. He handed it to me. You need to take this and go. I looked at the map and then him. I don't think we're making it out of here alive. I said gravely. He kissed me and then gave me his emerald too. Just don't let them get these. I nodded and took off, hearing him return fire as I ran. I spotted a long, narrow corridor and began to run down it. 
I turned back and saw there was a huge ornate archway just past the entrance. I took my gun out and fired until the archway crumbled behind me. <sighs> so much for preserving ancient architecture. That should keep Vivian's people at bay for a while, though. The corridor opened up into a big room with several large pillars and a huge gray sarcophagi lining the walls. I thought that was pretty appropriate. I sat down and pulled my notebook out of my bag, and that's where I am now. I've been writing this in hopes someone finds it one day and knows what we did to save this world and everyone on it. I'll be dead as soon as I get through my shallow cave-in. I know what I'm going to do, but I guess I'm just stalling at this point. We never should have come here. We should have just destroyed this map a long time ago. No one needs to know where the amethyst is. Not them, not us. I'm just going to rip up this old map and eat it. I mean, I've already begun unraveling the thread. It won't take me that long. The ring will be harder to eat, but at least I don't have to pass it if I'm dead. All in all, I can't complain about my life, or even in the predicament I'm in now. I lived a life most people would die for, and I am dying to literally save two different worlds, and I fell in love with an alien. Writing it out seems insane, but also just fucking awesome. <sighs> I'm going to pop these pages in a sarcophagus and eat this map, and then the ring, and then I guess get killed. I'm disappointed I won't see their faces when they realize that I have nothing that they are looking for. That's probably my only regret in this life. That was that was a very you story. <laughs> I was I was waiting for like an alien Harlequin romance to happen. There you go. It happened. <laughs> you were like, there it is. <laughs> Nicely done. So the aliens were us. Yeah. The okay. aliens were us. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The aliens were definitely us. Which I mean, I, it's a little on the nose for us to say that, but you know. I like it. That's a good classic mm -hmm. premise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, I think the hardest thing was like when I first started writing it, I was like trying to be specific about things. And I was like, no, I can't be specific about things because it's not that kind of story. Right. And it can't be that long. And once I realized, because I, I was like, like, where am I going to like put it? Like, where, where are these places that they're right. going to go? You know, like, I can't be like, oh, and then they went to yeah. Machu Picchu. I noticed it was vague like that. Yeah. And I was like, wait. If I make it vague and then it's not even on this world, then it doesn't matter. Right. So that was like, that was my way of getting around mm -hmm. being specific. <laughs> well, it was, not, it was I, I like the fact that there was no definitive conclusion. No, no. And I don't think that there should be. Because like, I mean, the whole thing is about like your chakras and every... And I mean, I don't know how much you guys picked up on, but there's actually a lot going on here that like, it, directly yeah. mm -hmm. correlates to a lot of them. And like the last one, and that was actually the first thing I came up with was like, no matter what happens, like that very last one, like your head one was, it was never going to happen for whoever I was putting this, like a situation into, like, it just wasn't going to be achieved. Like someone was going to fail or like it just, cause like, guess what? It doesn't happen. A lot of times some people just can't. It's very rogue. You know, one. get there. Did you say it's very rogue one? <laughs> Interesting you say that. The Everybody other topic. <laughs> the other topic that we had to choose from was Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Let me just move some <laughs> words around. <Yeah. laughs> It'll be a Star Wars story. 
It was already almost an Avenger story. <laughs> it, was a, it was a nod. <laughs> I mean, don't let Disney or Marvel hear anything about this. That's okay. No, I think you can reference something like that, especially as a... They might just... But they might steal the idea. Is my <laughs> concern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then we Chakras, well, a we Star Wars story. <laughs> There's something you can do about that when the man comes and steps on you. Yeah, no. Um... <laughs> But yeah, and like I said, I tried to make it shorter, but once I'd written so much, I was like, and then I was like, well, what if I just like did something entirely different? And I was like, no, because that's what happened last week. So last week I wrote half of a story and then rewrote it, but it was like basically the same, just like shorter and easier to make shorter. I don't know. I'm like going to really try to make my story next week like really short, like the one last week was. It, it starts out where you do – you get a grand idea and you have to start gutting it. That's what I did with this one for mm-hmm. sure, yeah. Yeah, like I could definitely see me writing like a no- a novella <laughs> of this. <laughs> I want you to do that because I want really specific alien sex. I wish I, like, I wish I had Really in-depth. Well, it wouldn't matter because he was the same. He still a dick. No, but I – Oh, you want me to do well, I want you to a, get into he it. He definitely had a dick, he was but, human. Yeah. <laughs> did but, she have – an actual Did vagina. Did she have the right part? Yeah, Did yeah. she the other corresponding maybe a, maybe part? Maybe it was a little different. <laughs> maybe it was a little different. It was usable, but just a it little was different. Usable. Wicked Is there two? <laughs> two clits <laughs> in the ideal world. Ideal, was, if I'm making up this world. As it wasn't vagina. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. No, better than that. Better the, guy than that, that. the guy that wrote Wicked, uh. I think there are pretty descriptive sex scenes in that yeah about yeah. witches yeah. are there really and what There's happens like when they do have sex two. You know? what yeah. happens when the witches have sex you have to read Magic. Wicked. I never re- I'm not going to read <laughs> I read it a long time ago. It was, uh, it was I'm not going to read Wicked. I can tell you that right now. Right. I have no desire to read Wicked. Now that I know that I'm really upset at the stage show for not giving the full story. I yeah, I, I, I'm kind of, there was witch sex yeah, that's in terrible. Wicked. That's a musical number you don't need. <laughs> that would have been the most interesting musical number. Trying to defy. So this one, I played to the judge last week. Now, knowing Gregson, he's into anime. And that was the one nugget I had in my brain. But still, it took me forever to get where I got. I did. I do have a title. It's called Sparks. I refer to uh, a term magic, which I saw M-A-J-I-K. That's kind of my stand-in, my vague stand-in for like chakras and Naruto or the magic they use in Full Metal Alchemist and stuff like that. Just so, to, yeah. magic. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the chain of K, okay? All right. I, I get it. It's fine. Magique. M- yeah, Magique. say it that way Magique. the entire time. Magique. Magique. Yeah. So, so I'm going dr- to test drive it. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> test drive? Okay. Yeah. All right. No, I'm All not right. going to do it. Okay. No, oh, come on. You, gotta, you, should, you should really no, commit. You can't. You, he's not ready. This is hard. Unique New York. Unique, Unique New York. The human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is that from? Anchorman. Anchorman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just says random stuff. My fa- my favorite warm up is from Jane Silent Bob with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Lion face. Uh, lemon face. Uh, lion face. Uh, lemon face. Uh, break. Okay. <laughs> How do you like them apples? Okay. Enough. <laughs> I'm down the hole, in the monster's den. I've always wondered why the old abandoned Fisher's discount store on Three Springs Drive sat empty for so long. A once prominent fixture in a small Ohio town now forgotten is now home to the perfect meeting place for the rich and the callous. An auction house, where the rarest of commodities is auctioned off to the highest bidder. Magic. 
Refreshments, sir? A young lady no older than 22 extends a tray of exotic liquors and colorful pills with a waning smile. I kindly decline, feeling the utmost empathy for the poor girl. What has she seen here night after night? How did she even get here? I could read the story in the dried mascara running down her cheeks. Those among us with empathy feel it more than others, and I know the look on this girl's face too well. There's magic in all of us, but the overwhelming disbelief and wonder and desperate need for reason forced it to lay dormant in many for centuries, until recently. Magic is human energy, the ether that connects us all, and when one learns to balance the seven energies that reside in each and every one of us, one can awaken incredible abilities. And that's what this girl sees every night. The perversion of something beautiful. And when those of us have balanced our seven energies are in pain, it's only natural that it awakens the empath and those who have the capacity to give it the littlest of shit. Just like anything the worst of us touches, we've poisoned the well of something we have no understanding of. The lights begin to dim. The crowd gathers around a makeshift stage with a curtain cordoning off the back of the building. A tall, completely hairless, well-dressed man wearing silver glasses walks onto stage. Gentlemen! Ladies! How long have our families worked? How long have we sacrificed the nuances of a simple life to make a change for the better in our communities and country? They say that God loves a working man. But, my friends, God has abandoned us. In fact, as we've learned over the past few years, there is no God. Conscience changes. It evolves. We don't need God when we know very well all of us have the capacity to be God. But we were denied that truth. And this generation has been given a gift that they do not deserve. Our families built this country, died for this country. Aren't we entitled to the slightest bit of appreciation from their kind? The face of this organization has the crowd in his palm. <laughs> entitled. Desperate and dying is more accurate. Over the past decade, as more and more newborns demonstrated inherited magic due to many of us leaning into more esoteric lifestyles, the entitled grew bitter. And nothing cures bitter quite like money. Auction houses like this one are commonplace now. Show us the veal! A heavyset impatient man yells out, laughing as he aggressively gropes the refreshments girl, pulling her on his lap. And like an obedient employee knows, the customer is always right. Opening a small glass vial, she pours a blue powder onto her invitingly exposed chest. The customer inhales the powder like a hungry animal. The hairless man begins the auction calling for subject 247. A seven-year-old Indian boy is brought onto stage, a metal call around his neck attached to a lead held by one of the two handlers flanking him at both sides. The handler shoved 247 into the spotlight, who stares intently at the crowd with cold, dead eyes. The hairless man extends his arm, presenting like a true auctioneer. We have, friends, a rare sight for you tonight. All the way from India, rescued from the streets and riffraff of the city, a young man able to harness the unpredictable nature of our most essential resource. The hairless man expecting 247 to take his cue is met with a quivering lip and a clenched fist. 247's radar begins to shake violently. He grits his teeth, lunging at the man, his arm transmuting into a torrent of water that erupts violently towards him. Without missing a beat, the hairless man snaps his fingers, 
The rush of water reverses, knocking 247, his handlers, and a good bit of the crowd to the ground, leaving him disoriented and soaking wet. The hairless man grabs the lead from the handler, yanking the boy to the ground, bringing him to his knees. Apologies, folks. He regains his composure, a scowl turning back into his charming game show host from hell demeanor. Bidding starts at 300000 After a back and forth of bids, 247 is sold to an elderly woman dressed in an elegant blue and gold velvet gown. She stands up, adjusting her ginger wig, waving, pandering to the applauding crowd. After a brief awkward pause in the show and sudden commotion from backstage, a quick spark and roar is heard as one of the handlers runs on the stage screaming, one side of his body completely aflame. The crowd watches him die screaming with an entertained curiosity. Now with a genuine loving smile, the hairless man diffuses the situation. <laughs> I have to say, I am sad to see this next one go. Independent. Fierce. Enlightening. The crowd chuckles at the dumb joke. Subject 248. The girl walking confidently into the spotlight is a mousy 11-year-old dressed in jeans, hoodie, and a vintage Joy Division t-shirt. Without thinking, acting on pure instinct, I called her name, Flint. Every eye in the place is looking at me now. Flint picks me out of the crowd immediately. It's obvious by the look on her face there's no joy in seeing me again. Nonplussed, Flint looks to the hairless man, who in turns beckons two new handlers who make their way towards the crowd towards me. It's been a long time, but I concentrate, falling into a quick, deep meditation that I haven't explored in years, but surprisingly sink right back into. As one of the handlers grabs my arm, wooden tendrils begin to rapidly grow from my pores, engulfing the meathead in a cocoon of wood. The handler screams as the cocoon crushes him, blood violently spraying the crowd, who are now screaming in horror, running for their lives. I stomp my foot on the floor. The stained tiles fracture as hundreds of roots spread to every corner of the building, creating a barrier of trees that grow and snake towards the ceiling, blocking off any hope of exit. The organization's goons come out of the woodwork now. There's at least a dozen. Before I can do anything, Flint dashes in front of me, leaping into the air, unleashing an intense rain of fire on the men, who scatter in every direction before burning out and falling to the ground. Flint turns to me with a snap, crossing her arms. What the fuck, Dad? No, 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 kid. I'm the one who wants to know what the fuck. All this time, Dad, all this time, I'm like you, and you weren't there for me when I needed you. Flint, look, I'm sorry I never told you, but I had a raw deal growing up. And I knew what I could do when I was way younger than you now, and it wasn't a very good time for me. You don't know what's out there, Flint, and you don't know what people will do to be able to have what you have. I can handle it, Dad. You can handle it. Look where you are. I know what I'm doing, Dad. Tears build in her eyes. I'm not the smartest guy. I never claimed to be. One piece of advice I can bestow to anybody desperately lost in the sea of parenting. It's when to know when your kid has outgrown you. It's selfish to get in the way of that. There's a stirring that catches our attention. The hairless man crawls out from behind the curtain, quivering, holding a Ruger pistol. I spread a quick vine that bursts through the stage, crushing his hand, bringing him to his knees. Flint looks at me confused. Okay, Sparks. Thanks to you, we're in a lot of trouble now. And I can't think of any way out of the situation, can you? She smiles. The first I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Sparks. I like it. Vines begin to sprout up everywhere, trapping the attendees in knots of tendrils. The hairless man pleads for his life. The weeping concession girl claws desperately at the trees, barricading the exit. 
Flint turns her attention on her, but I point an authoritative disapproving finger, shaking my head, which is met with a deep sigh and eye roll. A gap in the trees open, and the concessions girl is free from the monsters. We casually make her exit, walking amongst the crowd, listening to the pleas and the too-little-too-late apologies. Hey, Dad. Yeah? Kind of hungry. Sure, yeah. You know, justifiable homicide does that. <clears throat> Milkshake and fries? Now you're talking, Sparks. We're off to the big boy. And with a snap of her fingers, the old abandoned Fisher's discount store erupts into flames. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> I'm sort of jealous you that with- you went with monsters. And I didn't. <laughs> I went with aliens. I went with aliens, and you went with monsters. Oh, they weren't. Re- they were people. They well, were, I mean, yeah. yeah, but the way they killed other people was pretty horrific, and right up my alley. All oh, the the the, yeah. the protagonists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. That was great. And it was like a re- it was like a perfect length too. It was really good. For a second, I thought you were gonna go like X Men on it, and it was gonna be like a. Well, an basically exa- did. <laughs> it was all of that smashed into um. A father and daughter. Story. Yeah, the father and daughter. I didn't expect. I thought it was going to be like a like a teacher like coming to recruit a student or students. And that that was that's where I was encountering a lot of the length problems because a lot of it was dealing with why they had the falling out. And I didn't think that was important. I no, just, I don't think it was either. I mm-hmm. liked him. Yeah, I liked him sitting in there and experiencing this just horrific place with like these horrific people. And that's why I used the uh, concessions girl as kind of the victim. Right, mm-hmm. and one and one image I just couldn't get out of my head. It's in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It's how Hunter S. Thompson describes the people in the bar as like the lizards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody's giving alcohol to these damn reptiles. Yeah, just like <laughs> uh, just disgusting. The worst, worst people that you could imagine. Yeah, just pigs. Yeah, that was really, really good. I mean, I'm just gonna say I feel like my story was much more like shocker involved. Just saying. A lot more about I had actuality. magic. Magic was the chakra. <laughs> I had magic. Mine, I was magic. being. I was being. I still think you should have sold magic. <laughs> well, we wouldn't be able to hold it together. <laughs> I think you could have sold it. Uh, magic. Well, the main character. He wasn't. Um. He's not that fancy. I even put it in there. He's not a smart dude. He's not a smart. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say street smart, but. <laughs> but yeah. That. I mean that. That was good. I was definitely not expecting that. And again, that was that was really hard to pull out. Yeah, yeah, this was hard. Yeah, yeah. I was like, mine was like two. It was like here. Yours was like here. Some fries now. That's the best thing to have after a hard day. Is a milkshake <laughs> and fries. I don't want a milkshake, but I do want fries well, now. Maybe not the milkshake. No, I don't really like ice Just cream. Just feel like ugh. Yeah, milkshake makes me feel heavy. I don't know, but at the same time, I kind of want to go steak and shake now. <laughs> they are open all night. Steak uh, and shake. Yeah. All right, Dave. All right. That was a that was a good battle. I I agree, my friend. Now you two get don't to know. discuss pros yeah. cons, what you liked, what you didn't like, and then decide. Hmm. Well, I hmm. like them both. Do I have to pick one? Yeah. Yes. You do. Yeah. You, you have to come no to an ties. agreement. Wait, what? No there ties. are no ties. No ties. We're gonna have a problem though if you like one and I like another right. one. Well, then you have to convince the, each the other. other per- the other person will have to convince the okay, other person. Go for it. Depending on who feels if who feels the strongest. We'll sit back. The most strongly. <laughs> I do like the fact that they're both wildly different. Um, Agreed. Agreed about the difference. I am partial to the whole alien thing. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> That's just you know me. 
<laughs> well, Alina's was very, like you said, it was very chakra themed because there were seven stones. Um, I'm course. assuming that's a big chakra thing. Well, there are seven main chakras. Yeah, well, oh, Sarah, okay. actually, why don't you explain chakras yeah. to us? Let's <laughs> talk a really about good Because I actually don't know all <laughs> yeah, that much. Sarah, please, explain. Let's, let's talk about chakras. This, this is the perfect crew to have is, on this one. This is subtly one of my episodes. Let's Hello. talk about chakras. <laughs> <laughs> what about chakras can we learn today? <laughs> okay, so there are seven main chakras um that are widely accepted but depending on what you study there can be like up to like i've seen 21 and i've seen like in the 30s basically like you can either say hey we discover new chakras all the time or you could say that billy bob down the street likes to call out other chakras i don't know (laughs) um there's really no credence behind the belief and there actually i should take that back there probably is a lot of credence behind the belief I just haven't found an explanation yet. So for what seven? No, for why there's people want more than seven. Oh, okay. So, like for an example, when I went through my Reiki attunements, I opened my eighth chakra, and I only know I opened my eighth chakra because I was like, "Hey, I'm seeing this goldy, yellow, browny, green color," and they were like, "Oh." eighth chakra and i was like okay apparently there's another one um the chakras run up your spine okay from the and from the bottom up they are the roiji biv so the root is red the sacral is orange the solar plexus is yellow the heart is green the throat is blue um the the top one is third like, eye is indigo and the top is violet. Oh, okay. Um, some do the top as like a white gold, like a, like a bright bright white. Um, but the the amethyst violet is kind of becoming the norm. Um, so the key to any esoteric enlightenment is to open your chakras and have them spinning correctly. So if you have some some sort of mental, emotional, physical disruption in your body, illness, um, it's supposed to correlate to a chakra being out of balance. So that's the gist of it. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> so obviously with the ruby and the amber... Yeah, I feel like the, I kind of have to go you with You have the-, the chakra. But the theme was chakras and human energy human energy which is where dave's story picked mm, up mm, so don't discount and, that <laughs> and yours was less chakra more element base because you had correct me if i'm wrong one character was water, water one was fire and one was wood, earth wood. yeah or or wood and and we're and we're i'm gonna i'm gonna do a con of myself i i did give the auctioneer a power he had air but in the end he just turned into a quivering fool and he didn't fight at all I, like that was that, that oh. was a, that was a little mistake in my editing like there was some more stuff with him but i didn't want it to be that long and yeah, i don't on. think yeah i don't think it was necessary no. yeah but i i think i think what th- those two were doing like they turned that entire place into a forest and then burnt it down right. <laughs> like <Yes>. they were <laughs> pretty intimidating <laughs> Oh gosh, they're both so good. Um, dag on it. Oh, sorry, they're both so good. Damn it. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's that's the other reason mine was so long is because like I did want to like hit all of them, and I think that's also maybe what hindered me was because I did want to like make it like that. Yeah, I gave and up then, on that real fast. <laughs> and then once I like had the idea and I started writing it, I like couldn't stop. 
And I was like, well, this is just how it's going to go. Because even two of them I just glossed over. Now, there are things that happen that correlate to them. Mm -hmm. But I was like, yeah, these two, like, like it's already been realized. They're just there. Like, the things have happened. It, it's I'm not going to make a big deal of them, like, uh, going on another uncharted adventure <laughs> to find them. <laughs> and can I say, you did really great with dialogue in that. Oh, yeah. That was thanks. awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't like to write dialogue, you know? So that was a little hard, too. It was it was through your voice, which was which was a huge plus. So that was a good job. Yeah, Interesting that you both chose first person narratives. Yeah, I, I didn't, think first person's easiest to write from. Uh, that's my person, personal yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think I think my next one I'm going to try not to do first person. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, no hard feelings. No hard feelings. No, none at all. Because we'll, well, we'll here maybe, but we'll get each other. <laughs> we'll get each other back. Don't worry. Concept wise, mm-hmm. well, okay. Enjoyment of story. I like Dave's. Okay. Um, it might have just been because Alina's was a little bit on the long side, which oh, I know you talked about, but don't beat yourself up for it. You know what? Yours, I wanted it to be longer, <laughs> mostly because I wanted hot alien sex. <laughs> Like I said, my last week mine was short, so I feel like I, I I didn't feel like I had to make up for it, but I didn't want to like hinder myself. From I feel that. like I feel like the cover would be like the romance novel, yeah, almost. right, <laughs> with the <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. <laughs> the spy who probed me, <laughs> and with the with the with the shoulder off, yeah. on, on one mm-hmm. side of a shirt or something Lots like that. Lots of hot sex, yeah, hot <laughs> alien sex. <laughs> From a different perspective, because the alien is a human, uh, I... Oh, man. I thought your descriptiveness was better, Dave. I will be... I will I will say that. Yeah. I think... That was... That was... That I, I really did, like, with the whole... The, the I actually did get the... With the um, refreshment girl. Mm-hmm. I kind of imagined a... Uh, rundown cocktail waitress at, like, a casino. Almost. Some, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, but with blow, like magic blow, maybe? magic, magic blow. blow. Magic I don't know. Blow. <laughs> I d- it was blue, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was blue. Yeah, it was blue. Oh gosh, when you, you crushed say, a bag, right? <laughs> you said chakras, so I was like leaning towards Alina, and then you say, but no, it was chakras and human energy, and I'm like, oh well, they did. Yeah, you guys had a really broad topic, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is good. Which you know. I mean, even the mill implosion was pretty broad. That's true. Yeah, and we had two totally different stories for mm-hmm. that as well. Oh. <laughs> Come on, Chris, Cece, pull the trigger. Quick. You go first, Cece. Pull the trigger. Ah, oh, fuck. Thanks, Dan. Th- thanks, Chris. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Not it. Uh, I'm going to have to vote Dave's story. Uh. <laughs> These are only our friends, Chris. This is right. This is only our friends. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go with Dave, too. I agree. I'm going to have to go with Dave, too. <laughs> <laughs> I like Dave's story more than mine too. I, I really, I, bitch. I, when you started with damn like blood and magic, <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. Well, the it, I, like, why did I go with that? I don't know. They were. Sort of- I went with that the last two times. I though. watch a lot of cartoons. Yeah. Anime. <laughs> I watch Adventure Time. That's where this came from. Like damn <laughs> dungeon crawls. There's room for that. <laughs> But yeah, no, Dave, your story was really good. Now, Thank you, buddy. now I'm gonna have to. Fuck they were both win. good. Do not, do not shortchange on that. They no, were we, both we, good. At this point, we have written between us six right good short, short stories. stories. Yeah, yeah. 
That's the point of all of this. Yes, that is the point yeah. of all of this. And it, and it's, and I'm going to win next time. That's all. I just have we'll to see. win again. We'll see. I just have to we'll win. See. Let the smack talk begin. Oh, right. oh no, it goes on constantly. Yeah. Does the sm- I was going to ask, yeah. does it go on all throughout the week? That's the only thing we can do. Do you just like pass each other in like downstairs in the kitchen like, I'm going to fuck your shit up? Well, yes. now that we're, now that at this point we've been releasing these, we kind of have to do some, you know, proactive past smack talking from the past on social media yeah yeah, yeah we can't smack talk on social media we've been yet banking because, these. yeah because we haven't released any of them oh none of them have been out no, no but, as, but mm-hmm. as we lead up to the couple of days for this new for the first one we will do the smack talking yeah we okay. have to remember our good burns <laughs> and then put them on social and then media put them on oh my like god we, like we don't know who's won yet please so, do instagram stories where you're just like you've got dave in the background just just start calling him the fuck out <laughs> well, just well, randomly well, We'll be playing video games down there. She's like, huh, you really should be working on your story, huh? <laughs> I was like, and it chips away at the confidence. I'm like, mm, I've had my first draft done for like a day. Hmm, just saying. All right. Hmm. So, Chris, you give us a topic. Give you a topic. Mm-hmm. And then, Cece, you give us a topic, and I'll okay. pick one of those two. I would <laughs> like to see y'all write an original mythological story, like in that vein, that type of that type of storytelling. All right. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that style. I don't mean, I mean. So like a myth. A myth. Okay. From back in the day. And you know and you know how myths are generally told that has a certain beat and a cadence to it. I would like to see if y'all could actually pull that off. Ooh, 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 ooh. Hold on. We can combine oh, no. his idea with my oh, idea. What is bad. it? <laughs> <laughs> We're fucked. So write a myth about reincarnation. I like that. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Dave's eyes I'm, are. I want a fist out. bump on that one. I want a fist I, bump. I don't on think we one. have a choice. It doesn't yeah. sound like we have a choice. A reincarnation myth. This is there a big part go. of this yep. podcast. Is that we don't have a choice. Hey, our buttholes clench with chakras. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what that look was. Okay. We did okay. <laughs> who picked? Who picked the chakras in human energy? Gregson. Gregson. Well, yeah, it was either that or read a Star Wars story, which. I don't. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, so I think I shouldn't shock- have done that either. Yeah, yeah, I still think I didn't really know about chakras as much, but I I feel like yeah, yeah this is yes, this I, is it. This I, is I what think, we do. I think I'm surprised I didn't get a phone call. Like I need you to talk about these damn chakras. What the fuck is this shit? Well. We we weren't allowed to call a helpline. Oh, there's no, there's no lifeline. Though. We have no phone no, a friend in this game. There's no gotcha. phone a friend. Oh, because you know I know a lot about mythology. Oh, I know a lot about reincarnation. I got, books. <laughs> I got books over the internet. I don't need y'all. Yeah, That's exactly. True. <laughs> yeah. I got this. I got this attic up here. Yeah, we got this mind palace. I'm assuming you're probably both of you, both of them are going to go find Edith Hamilton. I'm sure real quick. I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe I won't on purpose because you said that. <laughs> No. All right, Cross. Till next week. Mm, you better re- watch your ass. I'm gonna, you're gonna get. I'm gonna reincarnate your ass. <laughs> A midnight stereo production.